We got uh, Premier League soccer. You know, Tottenham beat uh, Arsenal earlier. Yeah. That was, that was a good derby. Um, you know, Tottenham and Arsenal are definitely not the best teams in there. But, you know. Um, did, did you watch the match? Or yeah, I you, watched. Oh, did you? Yeah. I, did you did you find it like so after each team after it was one one because it was one one pretty early right like it like I found it to be very boring after that like because neither team wanted to lose I thought so too I thought the same I, exactly. I felt like neither team was like you know what like we're gonna risk it but like let's go for it I mean the reason why Spurs honestly won. I don't necessarily think is because they were superior in their um, in like their their methods and their in their game plan. It's because Arsenal's defense is straight garbage and it like is horrible. Gift, they just gifted like there were so many times like I mean so Son's first goal like what like what was Arsenal's defense doing like passing it right to him you know what I mean there were like right. so many instances like that um, it. And so, I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't think Spurs looked bad. They didn't look bad at all. But they play Mourinho's, like, they, they just sit back, and it's a very slow buildup. It's just, just a very slow style, um, which, I mean, I get, because when Moyo was at United, that's what it was. It was just very, very slow. Because, I mean, you, like, the reason why Spurs were so much better under Pochettino was because of of his like attack style game. Right, it, it was a gamble with Pochettino. It was always yeah. a gamble, yeah. but you you knew that you were going to score goals. Um, well, and if you want to score, if you if you want to score and score more goals, you, like you're going to have to possibly uh, give that up. You're going to have to take a risk, and sometimes you'll get scored on. Uh, you know, but. It's just it's got to like you've got to do that, and that's I don't think you're seeing that with Spurs. I don't think Kane's being utilized. Um, it's just it's interesting, right? Because a lot of the Spurs players now ha- have been there for a little while, right? And and what was it two? Was that when were Spurs in the final? Was that two seasons? Last season? Last season? Was, no, last season. That, that was last season. Champion Champions League final? Yeah, that was last season. So uh-huh. the, the, it, it's fairly much the same team, right? Mm-hmm. And now they're sitting like, what are what are they right now? Are they like seventh or something? Eighth? Uh, eighth right now. Mm-hmm. Eighth. Yeah, but they have it, no shot at just, no shot at finishing in the top four or five. But it's just like from, and that's that's the same team that was in the Champions League final, pretty much. Yep. Um, I, they started off very slow in the season. I think that you know. Lost their first three out of four matches, or drew, like had a, a draw or loss on three out of four, and that was kind of the the end of Pochettino's run right around there. Because it was like I think eleven games in is when they. I still thought that was dumb to give him up. Like yeah, of, yeah, like it, it was not a good little spell. But like after all that man has done for the club, like you're not gonna find like there's not many people out there right now who can right. take over and do that. Um, and, you know, like I said, they tried to pick up big name, and I think you're seeing a lot of the same. And I, I think what'll – and like I said, they're not a bad team. Like, they weren't – they honestly, they weren't 
bad playing Arsenal. Arsenal is just their defense is oh my gosh so awful. Um, and for whatever reason they gave they gave David Luiz a, a ex- contract extension. I'm like, what are they thinking? But I guess that's good for the rest of us, right? Right, exactly. Um, so the thing with Spurs though is that you know you and I have talked about before they just don't have a strong bench. Um, and now that, like I said, Marino's there and he's playing this very like slow build up, it's just that's not the style that benefits the players that they have. And that's why, you know, that's why you're, I mean, don't give me, like, Kane still had a good season, but like he could be scoring a lot more if he had the opportunity. Uh, and he, and he doesn't because, you know, by the time he gets the ball at his feet, like the other defense is already set. Right. No, exactly. The difference between Mourinho's and Pochettino's was that Kane would get the ball very quickly under Pochettino and, you know, try to create something or, um, you know, be in, you know, on a deflection spot or, you know, in a rebound spot where under Mourinho it is, you know, try to set it up and, you know, and and put everything together. But Kane's not that he's not a physical player. You know, he's a gifted guy, but, you know, he when it comes to being in the middle of the box and trying to create something, the guy is going to get pushed around nine out of 10 times, you know? Um, and I mean, you know, he needs, the, he's, he needs the ball in his space. He, he needs, he needs space to run in. Right. Or he gets the ball quickly releases and goes, but what's right. happening is because Spurs are so slow in their buildup, by the time they hit him as like a target man, the other defense is already set. a couple guys around him. Exactly. I mean, so I don't see any change in, in Tottenham's future, near future. They're going to need to sign here's a, three or four big games, and I don't see that happening. So here's what, here's what's going to happen. I, I think you're right. They do need to sign three or four. Mourinho's going to want to sign all these players. Spurs don't have the spending power that United had. And he didn't even get everybody he wanted at United. And for a right. lot of the people that he did get, they some of them weren't even the right people. You know, right. it's just like, uh, so I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see what happens with them in the off season, especially. Yeah, it, it's it's going to be it's the same old same old with Tottenham. You know, you hopes and dreams, but basically it goes down by the wayside. They've got a, an amazing arena that they can't even use. You know, fill fans in. It's not yeah. Good. It, it was built for Champions League, and now they're not going to even have any type of extra tournament to you know to go to, which is a sad thing. So. United, though, they had a kind of a shocker of a game uh, match today. Um, yeah, yeah. Had an opportunity I, to I, slip I in a third. Oh, that's happened a couple times this year. Not third, not at that level, but I I just had this feeling. Um, like I will say this though, like. And maybe it's just me being a biased United fan, but I will give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, they have started the same lineup. This is the fifth game in a row. And right. if you think about it, every team, I mean, the, all the teams in the Premier League have played a lot of smaller amount of time since they've been back. Right. Um, and really, every team has tied or lost. And this was United's first. Oh, no, they, this is their second tie. So they tied yep. Spurs the first game back, and they tied South, Southampton today, which was, I like, so Solskjaer took off Pogba too early. Um, 
I think he either should have left on Ogba or Fernandez. Um, or actually, I think he should have brought off Lindelof and put in Bailey because um, once it was starting to get into injury time, I I just had this feeling. I'm like, dude, we are like, it's a tired team. The starters aren't in there. I'm like, I just, I, I had this feeling it was going to happen, and sure enough, it did in the last, you know, minute of stoppage. Um, so, I mean, I'm disappointed, but at the same time, you know, I think we we just, you know, they need to regroup and, and uh, you know, get their legs back and, and finish strong here. I mean, obviously we have, uh, you know, FA Cup uh, with Chelsea, which will be a huge one. But then, you know, the run-in here, we have Crystal Palace, West Ham, and um, Leicester still. And, gosh, you know, Chelsea, I think, don't Chelsea still have to play Spurs? I believe so. I'm looking it up right I think, now. Uh, I think they have to play Spurs. And Leicester, I think, has to play – or maybe maybe Chelsea – no, Chelsea plays Wolves. I think Leicester plays Spurs, maybe. I forget. But, uh, I mean, it's – you know, it's, uh, it's Chelsea crazy. has to play uh, Liverpool and Wolves. Oh, yeah, and Wolves. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, obviously, there are those. And I think – because I know Leicester has us, but I think also they have Southampton as well. And Southampton's not a bad team, even from the break back. I think they, they've been pretty consistent, too. Right. Um, but what I will say that I am happy to see out of United coming back is, like, it it literally has been a different, like, United team. Um, you know, they're uh, just scoring, you know, scoring, you know, we... we went such a part of the year, like barely being able to score at times. And, you know, now I feel like they've kind of found, um, you know, they've kind of found a balance. Um, even I still think, you know, we're probably two or three players away from really, really competing, uh, yeah. mainly for like squad rotation. You know what I mean? I think we need another center back. Um, I think we need another center back. I think we need another, um, you know, I uh, probably a forward and maybe even another mid in there. Um, just mainly, like I said, for rotation purposes. Um, but, you know, I mean, like I said, call me biased, but that front, <clears throat> excuse me, that front three of Martial, um, uh, Martial um, Rashford, and Greenwood, has been, I mean, they've they've scored more goals than uh, Liverpool's front three. Yeah, I mean, they, that is a nasty team. They're very, they're young. That's what I think. It, it, yeah. it, but the more experience they get, the the I like. To me, they're I I, uh, I put them as the front runner for next year. I know Liverpool. Everybody's going to say is the front runner, of course. But I don't know. It's it's tough to repeat. It's tough to. To see them re, it's just to see that team come back out again because you know there's going to be some players that on that team that want you know more money and Liverpool's not going to pay it, so it's not going to be the same exact Liverpool team. Um, I think Salah's you know maybe got one more season left at Liverpool, but I think he's going to go for that big money either at Real Madrid or or um, Barcelona. Uh, yeah, because it is very interesting what happens when so when when a team wins like the league and the champions league mm-hmm. 
you you start to see. I mean, really, that's when United lost Ronaldo, right? Right. I mean, they payday. Won, like he he had he had won he had won the um, Premier League, you know, a couple times, but then won the Premier League and the Champions League, and like once that happens, there's this like, okay, I've done that. I would like to like you know you have some who are lifers for the club, which is awesome. Right. You have some who who aren't, and it's you you. Here's the other thing that Liverpool is going to start to see, though, that like other teams have seen many times before, is like obviously Liverpool's an amazing team. They're going to start to see some of the bigger clubs start sniffing around now. Right, exactly. I, mean? I think that, and it, it, that which exactly. they haven't really had, they really haven't had that before. But you know, you, you start, you know, you start winning Champions League, Premier League stuff like that. You, other teams. You know, start start coming around. Right, exactly. You know, so I, I could see a dip. I, I mean, they're not going to be horrible next year. No, you know, not at all. I think definitely they'll be top fighting three. for it, for sure. Yeah. Uh, City will always be in the top three, I think, you know, with their squad that they have. I don't see they're, – they're not the dominant city they were, what, two seasons ago, three seasons ago. Um, but I think United, if – they get off on the you know on the right foot on the season, and depending how the season starts out and so forth, um, I think their squad is is young, athletic. They're getting more experience. You, you know, they're they're starting to make deeper runs, and you know, um, what was it? They got FA Cup, and then you know, coming off Europa and so forth. So, you know, it's it's a team that's starting. You could see it really starting to gel together, and I think they respect Schulzheimer a lot. Um, so it, it, that's definitely a key importance because like when Mourinho was there, the, you, that team was lost as, as talented as they were. Um, yeah. you know, and so you know, it, what Solskjaer was able to do with Pogba, you know, Pogba's not the greatest, but he's, he's got a lot of talent and I hope he, you know, he stays around for at least one more season. Uh, with United, but yeah, I can definitely see them as being the front runners for the title next year. Well, with Pogba, it's been interesting, right? Because I mean, you always get those, you know, Real Madrid are sniffing around, but uh, honestly, I think because he missed such a chunk of the season and still has a very high price tag, there are very few teams that are actually coming after him. And I think right. he somewhat maybe knows that, but at the same time, like. With Bruno Fernandez coming in, like he's seeing some changes, and so like I think now he's kind of seeing that like maybe staying at United isn't that bad of a thing, right? Um, but it's the a Gareth Bale like, complex. Well, in Real Madrid's having a, like they're, I mean, you know, I heard they have to like sell a lot before they can actually do any sort of buying, right? Um, yeah, but like, so I, I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah Pogba, Pogba's definitely in the like in the Gareth Bale complex where his contract is too much for somebody to to, to buy him out, you know, for what for what he's really worth, and so he's kind of stuck at United. Maybe two seasons ago, you could have had a team buy him out, but for what what he is right now, he's stuck there. And like you said, I think he he realizes that now, and so he he's. He's kind of starting to make it his home and, and starting to play with more enthusiasm. But there, with Pogba, there's a lot of flaws to his game that come out. And I think, you know, you saw that in this in this pre- previous match here. So, But I think that under Solskjaer and that, that front 
that they have, he can be very um, uh, dominant, you know, in in play. And I hope that's what he he becomes next season. Yeah. um, Did you also see today that Klopp said that he's leaving Liverpool after 2024? I, I mean that's Klopp. He's 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 kind of a. I, I know, you're gonna upset some Liverpool fans, but I agree with you. Yeah, he's um, always been, but, like he he never stays in one spot. He's not a lifer. Uh, he he's never stayed in a place longer than seven years. Yeah. So it doesn't shock me, and you know, and and listen, I the the days of somebody being like Alex Ferguson and staying for twenty plus years, I think that's over. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, unless it's well, especially in today's in today's kind of climate, climate for coaches. Yeah, I, I just I, unless you're at a club that's mid level and just you know and, and expects to just be mid level, you know, and and you keep you know keeping you know stay in the Premier League or whatever league you're in, I don't see you right. know I don't see that ever happening ever again. What you saw with Alex Ferguson staying as long as he did, you know. Um, yeah, Zidane was was talking about maybe being only at Real Madrid for two or three more years. Mourinho will only be, you know, at Tottenham for two years max. I see, you know, um, two or two more years max. Um, I, I it just it's a rotating cycle, you know. Pep at you know at Manchester City. I don't what what is more for him to win at Manchester City, you know. I mean, I mean the Champions League, but we'll see that's how that goes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, well they and, just. And that's a, yeah, go ahead. Didn't they just? Uh, I think they're allowed to play in Champions League now, so they just so got the real one. Here's and, and here's the thing. First of all, UEFA and and the FFP financial fair play, like they are idiots. So like, here's the thing. Okay, I, I'm not saying that Chelsea should have had sanctions right like right. maybe a fine anyways before all this because it was something i I, don't, I forget all of the logistics for it but it was something about like they submitted two rosters and one of the rosters didn't meet it was something along those lines right whatever right so like i mean i do agree with some parts of it because like obviously for a team to be in england like they want to make sure the team had so much homegrown talent that makes sense right um so there are some things that make sense, but <clears throat> here's my problem. So the the um, so whatever city did really isn't wasn't that big of a deal in in my eyes. But okay, so you as a teacher and you as a parent, what happens when you threaten with something and don't follow through? You lose control. You lose all sort of control and credibility, right? Right, exactly. So, so here you have UEFA stepping in saying, no, they breached financial, fa- financial fair play. And so it is a two-year sanction, a two-year ban for all. So you're out of, you know, Champions League, Europa, out of all of that. Right. That's a pretty big thing, right? Right. Rather than having something put in place of like, hey, you know, first offense is a fine, second offense is a year, next offense is two years. It's a fourth offense, but whatever, right? Right. Or have, or unless it's something huge, like they like completely went over budget or something like that, or whatever. But then city, you know, comes back in and you know contests it, which is completely their right. Oh, and don't forget, it wasn't just a two-year ban for um, the UEFA tournaments; it was also like a twenty-five million 
Euro uh, fine as well. That's still in so, play. So they come back. Oh, but it's not 25. It's like 10 now. Yeah. So you're going to tell me that you, at first say it's a two-year ban plus the 25 million euro fine. Then you're going to tell me that, okay, well, they, they, you know, tried to repeal it. And so now, okay, you can play, but it's a 10, you know, million euro fine or whatever. Like, that's, like, because, so now, now here's what they've done. They've set the standard. Like, they've set the standard. If there's another team that try, that breaches financial fair play, this is going to be the go-to. Well, this happened for City, so, like, you see what I mean? Oh, no, I agree with you 100%. Like, this is going to be basically the the um, the floodgate now for other, yep. you know, teams, and you know, in the Premier League and even across all of Europe to now start using this tactic that City was able to do to create their mega squad team and stuff and and everything and and win the Premier League in you know what two years out of three and so um, yeah it's it, it like you said once you go back on it you lose control and you lose credibility and so any other team that the UEFA tries to to punish now is going to go back to this and it just basically shows you that the richest teams have the best lawyers and are able to to oh yeah get away with murder now if this had been well, you know. Uh, a Wolves or Southampton yeah, or whatever. Right? Yeah, that, that so shit would have stayed on them. My, my buddy my buddy sent this to me because he's a City fan, right? And so their owner makes, um, you've probably seen it, it's, um, you know, it was on social media and whatnot, but their owner makes 115,000 pounds per minute. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. And so it says, by that context, the 8 million pounds fine um, by UEFA at 9.30 a.m. would have already been paid off by 11 a.m. Yep. Yep. That's that's absolutely not... So, like I said, you know, so they come in and they don't have any type of actual plan, like like not a first offense, second offense, third offense sort of thing, whatever, right? Which makes sense. It was just like, ooh, this team breached it, so we need to bring down the hammer on them, right? We need to set the example. Well, if you're going to do that, you need to make sure that you're able to follow through with it. Because, like I said, throwing all of that out, you know, it, it just, it, like I said, it kind of changed everything, really. And then, all of a sudden, they backtrack and say, nope, just, no, okay, that's fine. No ban whatsoever, and it's only, you know, eight, ten million pound or whatever ban, or fine. They've lost all credibility whatsoever because like you said you know anytime someone does that they're like well this well this happened with city and blah 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 i mean it's just kind of ridiculous it was it was a waste of everyone's time yeah and what's and the sad thing about it is is now that you basically can get away with um you know what city was able to do and you know bend i'm trying to be as nice as possible you know about and sounding you know too biased whatever but basically you know bend the the financial flexibility of a team and yeah. way above its boundaries of what it's able to really perform because you know it, the the reason why that there's salary caps in most u.s sports is because to prevent teams from spending outside of their means and, and right. you know 
And like you said, City's you know owner could basically pay you know have a billion dollars uh, roster if he wanted you know and but to make it fair play and to make it within the the confines of what a team actually makes in money you know that's another thing and so but now this right. opens the door for everything you know um, which is kind of funny because it's like Messi is bitching because I won't say bitching but he's upset with Barcelona because <laughs> Barcelona's not going to pay him the money that he wants, which, you know, Messi's getting up there in age and, right. you know, Barcelona sees the, the end, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel of Messi's career. And so yeah. now what Messi's got one more year at Barcelona and yeah. then he's going to move on. So, yeah. I, have you, have you heard the, the old like scuttlebutt about where, I, I mean, I think it's all just like rumor and hype, but where people are talking about him going. Oh God, no. Where is he planning on going? So there's like this big kind of theory that he will go to Juventus with to play with Ronaldo. Oh my god! And, I mean, Juventus will buy anyone. Like, think about right. it for whatever Indeed. reason yeah. they're buying anybody. And then they would think that Pep will leave City and go coach Juventus with those two. Sure, why not? I I, mean, t- I tell you what, though, I do feel like if Ronaldo and Messi were on the same team in Italy, like they'll like. They really will clean house no matter how old they are. Like, I know they're getting, you know, kind of in soccer terms, you know, over, you know, or past that point. But at the same time, like, they're just so good that. Listen, that was um, the smartest decision Ronaldo made was going to, um, what is it, Serie A in Italy. Because that that competition there is garbage. I have watched too many matches now, and it's like the Juventus is just, like, way above anybody in in their in their league I and mean, stuff and for I ronaldo like he's, with a lot of leagues. yeah i feel like it's like that with a lot of the other leagues like i think the premier league is one of the few leagues where it's just like i mean like you said you know you'll have you know southampton that shows up out of nowhere or leicester um, yeah leicester or i mean you just i mean they're just good team or you never know uh like norwich when like they'll yep. win a game and then get blown away like you just never know where, like, I feel like for the most part, you know, in Italy, obviously you have, um, you know, Juventus, AC, Inter, a Napoli here and there-ish, you know, and then. But Juventus is on a, what, seven-year streak or whatever winning? Yeah. Their their, their league, whatever. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and so I just feel like with some of the other leagues, like, you'll have, it's down between three, maybe four teams. Yeah. I mean, you know, you look in Spain, it's Real, Barcelona, Atletico Madrid is in the running. Ah, that's about it. Yeah. Atletico Madrid is just basically, can we finish second? You know, and that's, yeah, yeah, that's right? basically yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. uh, French, you know, the French League is PSG, basically. They're on a, what, oh, a four yeah, or five year run. Well, they call that. I mean, Leon. You know, Leon's good. Monaco yeah. can be sometimes, but they call it the farm league because I feel like it's like it's a bunch of like farm teams. <laughs> it's true, yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> I mean, just, and then you have you know, and then they'll talk about like, oh, Neymar scoring all these goals. Well, I hope he is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's and you see it really makes champions league when you really look at soccer as a whole you know around the world it really makes champions league really look like okay that's what we're really playing for because 
Yeah. Just winning a, a premier or well, winning a league title, you know, everywhere else besides premier league, you know, it's just like, okay, it's down to two or three, but yeah, premier has been the most consistent with actual, you know, competitiveness and change. Cause even Manchester city with as much money as they spend, you know, got beat by Liverpool which had one of the cheapest rosters ever, you know, in Premier League history. So yeah, but that was also well the, the way they Liverpool did their contracts. He did it very very well, you know. Oh so. yeah, right. But um, yeah, I mean, it's thank God soccer's on because you know without <laughs> soccer, I don't know what else what I would do right now because sports as a as a whole. Hey, the Washington Redskins are getting rid of that name. And they'll be I did else. see that. Um, yeah, we were actually talking about that today. I know, like, they're getting rid of that. Um, the Indians are changing from the Cleveland Indians. But I feel like, like, I feel like they've kind of been slowly doing that prior. Oh, yeah. Because like, most of their stuff is go tribe. Mm-hmm. And they've been putting, like, the C on the hat instead. Yep. So I, I don't know if they've been working on that previously. Now, the Chicago Blackhawks are staying. As a Blackhawks. Like, yeah, because of a specific, like, tribe. tribe mm-hmm. And their logo is based off of, like, a specific, like, person. So right. they, had, they had talked about that a little bit. It's kind of like um, Florida State the, as the Seminoles. They're going to stay the Seminoles because the Seminole tribe actually – likes it you know and, and wants yeah. the university to keep it because it keeps their tribe relevant you know and promotion and stuff and right. the university actually does a lot of good for the the seminal nation and so uh, but yeah it's it you know the cleveland Indi- i don't know if indians are gonna the cleveland indians are actually gonna change their name but yeah they over the past i would say four or five years they've slowly have, have gotten away from the the Indian name being on their hats or jerseys. A lot of their jerseys now just say Cleveland on it, or like you said, go tribe and stuff. Um, and then I forgot the name of the mascot. Uh, Chief Wahoo. Yeah. Yeah, Chief Wahoo, right. Yeah, he's no longer on the hat. or you, It's very rare like you see any type of Indian tribe with Chief Wahoo on it anymore. Um, so, right. Um, yeah, so the Redskins, though, I, I understand that one because that is more of a, a racial slur that was created by, you know, white Americans, you know, towards Native Americans. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, completely makes sense. Yeah, where um, so the Blackhawks um, is off of um, – Blackhawk was uh, um, in Illinois. It's a Sack and Fox um, nation. Yep. And, he yeah, he inspired, like, generations of Native Americans and veterans. Um, and so, uh, yeah, they're actually like, like the Blackhawk legacy, um, and supporting like chief Blackhawk. So, um, yeah, that's why they're, but yeah, so obviously, I mean, clearly for the, you know, Washington Redskins absolutely understand why they're, you know, changing. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm not sure. I thought they had talked about the Indians, but I don't, I don't know. But like I said, I do know that. I mean, more recent, um, uh, of like merchandise for them has either had the, has usually had like the C on there. Yeah. Uh, cause I've, I've tried to get not to, to be, you know, racist or anything, but just for like nostalgia to get a chief Wahoo hat and, um, the only one I was able to get when visiting up in Cleveland, this was 
three years ago, and it was it was hard as hell to find. Was for the All Star Game when the um like the it was a Chief Wahoo on the on the on the hat, but it was the All Star Game hat that they had for you know for that event and stuff, and that was it. You know, but like whenever I go up to Ohio to you know visit my wife's family and stuff, um, we'll always go you know look around and stuff, and it's basically non-existent. You know, in that right. area, so. Um, yeah, which is, you know, I think it's a good, you know, good move. It, what do you think the, uh, the Redskins are going to be renamed? I, if you, if you had to make the name for the Washington Redskins, what would you change the name to? Oh man. I, gosh. And it's so weird because I feel like whatever I say is going to be completely off anyways. Cause obviously, you know, like. I mean, you know, they're in one time of obviously like the Houston Oilers. Oh, yeah, exactly. I, I, don't know, I feel like, you know, yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. Gosh, I can't even, I don't know. I can't even think of anything off the top of my head. What would you have? I w- I've got it made. I would call them the Washington Trumpers. Everyone oh, would yeah. love to see the Trumpers lose. How hilarious <laughs> when ESPN would show and the Trumpers lose again, you know, and stuff and everything. Oh my gosh, people would probably lose their mind. Yeah, as many one, as one, one way or the other, right? Exactly, and then when yeah, exactly when the Trumps uh, win, you know, the the that fan base would go ballistic and stuff and everything. Oh my gosh! Oh god! Just have Trump's silhouette. Uh, side of the helmet with the hair the toupee hair and stuff going on the side and everything oh man yeah i i don't i don't think that'll be happening though if i were a bad man oh man <laughs> i'm telling you it would be million dollars right there in revenue alone oh, on the gosh. uh more people would tear down the stadium too maybe i don't know <laughs> yeah exactly oh uh, shit that would be hilarious. Just every single time, wow. just people celebrating. Uh, oh man! Yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. So, but um, moving on <laughs> from the sport <laughs> aspect of it and stuff. Oh man, I'm just thinking about that. It would be hilarious. <laughs> uh, so, uh, a, a new rumor is coming out that basically. The the Batman movie with Robert Pattinson, they're going to basically fold up shop and move into a studio and basically do all filming inside a major studio. So no more elaborate sets out in the in the middle of the streets or anything like that. You think that's a smart move or you think, you know, it's kind of. So, you know, I, I, it depends. It'll have a different look to it but if you think about it like you know movies used to do that so you think back to um and you know it was actually just on the other day but like you know batman 89 and batman returns and stuff like that like those sets were i mean predominantly all made inside in right in huge like hangers um and i i think now because like it's not the norm to do that and you know you have movies i mean i'll use like christopher nolan but you have tons of them who are like actually using you know scenes in the you know streets and big cities and all that i think we're so used to seeing it Mm -hmm. um you know i think it may look a little different or nostalgic for some of us um but the other thing that they still have too is technology so how can you incorporate that 
I, you know, I think it's the, the movie studios are a very kind of a, a impasse right now, right? Like, right. it's a difficult spot for a lot of them because, so, for instance, um, you know, like Halloween Kills was delayed, right? And one of the things that they said, I mean, tons of movies are delayed, but one of the things that they said is like, you know, this, like, if we try and release it when we would have in October, like, that's just not, like, it's not the moviegoer's experience, which is true. But, like, the thing you got to think of at the same time for a lot of these places is, I mean, you know, t- time is money for these places, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So, oh, so yeah. like, I mean, studios are missing out big time on, on a lot of these things. Or, you know, if, but then on the flip side of that, okay, so fine. So you have a movie, you put it out. And because of COVID, people aren't really sure about going out. So you have a very crappy box office, but it's not because the movie is bad. It's just because people aren't, don't want to go out. And so then the studio and the movie, and they can't recoup that. So like, what all does that look like? It's just a very interesting time for that, you know, or like you said, like some places do kind of want to get a move on so they could try and have something ready to go but they can't because you know all the places that they booked have canceled or vice versa or whatever it is and so yeah i mean you know i think it's a interesting idea but i mean it's not like you know i don't think it's the worst idea ever i think they can still make a a good a good movie out of it yeah i I think in order to get movies to be filmed i think you know in the near future we they got to go back old school and go to back to uh, movie studios to do it now, what the Mandalorian was able to do and that new technology where instead of using a green screen, they use that uh, – I forgot the exact terminology of it. But basically, it's like a, a massive you know, three-dimensional uh, screen that makes you feel like you're in, actually in the scene right. and it's 4K resolution so that it, it's crystal clear and it makes you feel like you're in that, you know, in that set. So I could see that for a lot of movies you know, moving forward for Batman – um, I, I, I don't mind it. I think we're going to see a lot of traditional old school because Matt Reeves is very traditional in his uh, filming process. Yeah. And so uh, I could see almost like a, a traditional 80s, 90s movie where, you know, a lot of enclosed sets, a lot of room, you know. And this one was supposed to be more of a um, detective style movie anyway. Yeah. So I could, I'm, I'm happy for it. I'm, you know, hopefully they have enough already filmed from outside sets that they can use that footage and and right. kind of put it all together and, and um, manage it uh, so that it it has a good flow to it. But um, I think well, it's I a mean, smart even sti- I, I think it'd be good, like, even stylistically, right? Because yes. just, like, the style of this, I mean, you know, we've seen some pictures of the bat suit and, you know, the Batmobile um, and even, you know, the, the photos that... Um, I think it was of like a stunt double, maybe when, you know, Batman's on the motorcycle yep. and like, I mean, it has a very different feel to it. So I even think like stylistically it could be, you know, it could actually maybe help it or just, you know, make it a little bit different or, you know, trends come and go. So maybe coming back, like I said, you know, having the huge studios and their sets and all of that, um, you know, might be the way to, to go for now. I think that's the thing is, studio i mean it's like anything else right the schools are trying to figure out what in the world to do the airports are trying to figure it out disney's trying to figure it out 
Like restaurants are trying to figure it out. Like the movie studios are trying to figure it out too. Right. Exactly. And so I, I think that in order to like to, to kind of move and, and get going so that there's something ready to go when the, whenever this virus pandemic, you know, somewhat starts to subside and in and we can go back to some sort of normalcy, it's, you're going to have to do, you know, make adjustments to it. Another thing I was thinking about with the Batman is, is that there's, um, the, another rumor going around that HBO or Warner brothers is putting together a TV show that will be tied into the Batman series, but it'll be a prequel where it'll be focusing more on Gotham PD. And if you kind of not necessarily keep it the same set, but like if you, if you go indoor set and it's more, uh, like traditional filming, then maybe that that TV show that does is getting produced, you know, will have some sort of resemblance that has more of a tie into the movie and stuff. But I, I mean, you know, it's it's all up in the air and everybody's still trying to figure stuff out. So, but uh, I wanted to ask you about that. So, what are your thoughts? Because I know there's been kind of back and forth backlash because we've already seen Gotham. And it's not, it hasn't been that long since we had Gotham for five seasons. What are your thoughts about another TV show that, you're, you know, that Warner Brothers is producing that's going to be on HBO Max that will be centric on Gotham pre-Batman? Uh, yeah, I just – so I don't really think enough time has passed. <laughs> Um, because I mean, Gotham was, was good, you know, um, I know it had its kind of ups and downs, but especially there near the end, like, I mean, it it was really good and they covered a crap ton of characters and I thought it was really awesome. Um, and it, I do feel like Batman is a character that people don't really get burnt out on, if that makes sense. Cause I mean, Batman has just been so timeless and, you know. But I just I, I I'm interested to see on what they do with it because the like what pre Batman are we talking about like what age are we talking about you know what I mean right um I think what could be interesting is to maybe look at the time that like so Nolan explored it but like really maybe look at that time like you know when he left off i remember thinking about because like here's the we know like we've, we've seen little kid bruce wayne so much right and, and and not just in gotham but like almost every movie right and, and so i feel like that like little kid bruce is fine like we kind of have bruce coming in to be batman so I, I do feel like there's like a time frame maybe that they could focus on, but I, yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't want it to be like more of the same or is it going to be like you know, Gotham too, which I'm not necessarily opposed to, but I, I just, I don't know. I, I think I need to hear more about what they want to do because I mean, what was it was last spring, not this spring, but the one before, wasn't that when Gotham ended? It was last year, right? Wasn't it 2019? Uh, yeah, 2019. It was the first half of 2019 that we got the, the yeah, end of Gotham. Right. 
Yeah. And yeah, and so I mean, you know, it's been a year, a little over a year. I just, I don't know. I mean, it it could be fine, but I just, I don't know. I just you don't you don't necessarily want to beat a dead horse. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, uh, I I agree with you. Like, it's you think about it in a fifteen year run, we've had, you know, Christian Bale's Batman, Ben Affleck's Batman, the Gotham series you know, for five seasons, um, pro- like multiple animated shows, animated movies with Batman in it. Um, and then now you, we're had, in- you had, you had era that was pretty much Batman. Yep, era, you're right. Era, <laughs> that is true. You know, well, you had the, uh, some of the Batman villains in the Arrowverse. you know, yeah. Like, yeah. um, so, you know, suicide squad, you know, had, you know, mm-hmm that um and you're getting the robert pattinson version of batman which people seem you know excited about you know there hasn't been too much backlash on that one you're gonna get the snyder cut of justice league so you're gonna get you know another you know dose of ben affleck as batman you know pretty much uh and so like batman itself yeah i I think we could we could pretty much live with batman all year long but you, I agree with you. It's kind of it's kind of hard to come up with stories, creative stories, uh, pre Batman. You know, Gotham did right. did I think the best you could possibly do. You know, the yeah, first yeah. season was a struggle, but then once once the showrunners and started to change it up and focus more on the the villains, it was great. Um, you know, it, it had its ups and ups and downs, but once you got away from that kitty version of Bruce Wayne, and you know, in a show solely focused on, you know, um, on Gordon and his love life, I think it, it, it worked. But yeah, it's just what else could you really talk about happening beforehand? Um, that I feel like you would. I I, I feel like in in so Gotham touched on this. But, like, I, I'm still, you know, I mean, I know there are a lot of fans of, like, the long Halloween, you know, comic. Right. And what was so great about that was that, like, it it was, like, the buildup of, you know, um, Maroney, uh, Falcone. Um, and season one and, and some of season two of Gotham actually did a pretty good job of that. So, like, what I... What they did really well in the comic that I would maybe like to see a little bit more of possibly is like Gotham really like the city itself like imploding, right? And like that's what, you know, that's why there's this need for Batman. Like I said, Gotham touched on that, but like showing the development of like almost making it honestly not about batman and bruce like we have that and kind of staying in the same thing that worked well with gotham but having like you know the mob bosses fighting for control of the city but then the you know kind of you know the quote-unquote freaks coming in and like all of them fighting for control of this city and like which brings the city like completely down you know then the corruption with the cops and i think like maybe focusing on that and maybe not the 
maybe not always the big villains either in the Batman. Like Batman has a lot in his rogues gallery, right? Right. And I, I think there are a lot that you can touch on that, you know, maybe the big screen won't have some time or room for. You know what I mean? Um, so, I, I mean, I think there are some things they can do, but like I said, I just, it, it's not that far after Gotham. And so I can't really even think of anything else they could do with a pre Batman thing. Like, I feel like everybody kind of jumped on board with that because obviously you had, um, you know, prior to Batman Begins, you didn't really have that. Right. Um, but now it feels like that dynamic has shifted. And now it's like, okay, well, let's get the younger Bruce Wayne, the younger Bruce Wayne, the younger Bruce Wayne. And, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I could I could definitely get into a show that focused maybe like on the Falcones and make it like a almost like Sopranos t- style show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where you really don't know too much about the police. It's more, you know, about the mob bosses and, and stuff. And you can get a little bit here and there with the, the rogues gallery of uh, Batman villains. But like, you know, if you think about it, I think what Colin Farrell's casted as the Penguin, and there's yep. a couple other that as well. So, like, are they going to show up on the show? Are they going to be, you right. know, yeah. like that's was, where the answer is no. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, what are you going to do? Have a different Penguin, or you know, it's like right. that. That would be too confusing. So yeah, I would if if I was the showrunner, uh, if I was in creative control, and you know, Warner Brothers said you got to create a show pre Batman but you have to keep it within the same universe as the Matt Reeves Batman, then yeah, I would, I would focus on the mob bosses, make it more, you know, centric on that. Do not, don't even really introduce Bruce Wayne, maybe, you know, have the Wayne family, you know, type of, you know, in the background, but not the, the, the main right. point. Um, and focus it on how the, the, the mob takes over Gotham, you know, and is able or- to control Gotham. I mean, not only just, like, maybe not making it about Bruce per se, but, like, maybe his parents. Like, all we ever see is when his parents get shot, right? Seen him, what, like, like, five times? Oh, my gosh. And, like, so with Nolan, I mean, he he kind of did a little bit with, you know, the obviously, like, you know, with Wayne Enterprises, but the dad being the doctor and, like, putting right. together, like, the monorail system and all that. Like, that sort of thing could be cool to see, like, this kind of, build up of the family but then at the same time like you know maybe the falcons like you know try and get to him because he's trying to build up like that sort of thing could be cool because it would show you the need they'd show you the need for batman right like it it would lead kind of closer to that or like this struggle between like good and, and and bad you know in gotham um or maybe even like you know, I, I think it would be cool, like, what if you had Bruce's family and, like, Tommy Elliott's family who are good friends? And so, you know, that, like, opens up other doors, right? You have a young Bruce, a young Tommy Elliott who eventually turns into Hush. But, like, you know, you have this kind of, like, upper class of Gotham. Like, are they trying to actually help it up? Or what does that look like? It's the lower class. I mean, I think there are things you can do without just, like, focusing on Bruce Wayne per se that could still kind of like give some more sustenance and depth to the movies if you watch the show. But like you said, I mean, you know, not having the big bad guys on there because yeah, Colin, you know, Colin Farrell's not going to come on, you know, to the TV show or 
I mean, maybe make an appearance, but you know what I mean? Like they just probably can't afford that sort of thing. Yeah, no, I, I would definitely be, be down for that where it was a, a show like on Thomas Wayne and building the Wayne empire, you know, and, yeah. and kind of competing against the mob and, and, right. you know, maybe at the end of the entire show is him losing, you know, that battle and so forth and losing control yeah. of Gotham. You know, that I could definitely go for. Because like you said, we haven't really explored that part of the Wayne family. Right. And you have, you know, the city that is really dying because of all the mobs and, you know, the other rogues gallery and stuff kind of starting up. But then you had, you know, the Wayne family who was building this, like you said, Wayne Enterprises, but to actually help the city too. So right. what is that? What does that look like? Like, you know, because that was, <clears throat> I mean, in essence, you know, because that's the thing that Alfred, at least in the Nolan uh, version, was always trying to get to Bruce about was like, listen, like your dad helped out the city through like his resources. Like, right. mm-hmm. you know, it, it doesn't just have to be like, like you giving yourself your body. And so like, I said maybe kind of showing, you know, how those resources trying to save the city in that way and why that doesn't why that didn't work would then show the need for why Bruce feels that he needs to do what he needs to do. No, I definitely agree with you on that. I think that would be and you know, it would be cool to see not a a big like push, but you know, kind of the interjection of Ra's al Ghul a little bit and, you know, the League of Shadows um, coming in, you know, having an influence in Gotham a little bit, you know, type of deal, yeah. um, you know, things like Hugo that. Strange, where you, yeah. you just kind of, yeah, you see the Hugo Strange, Edward Nigma, maybe, you know, down the road. Um, you, you get those little tidbits there, but basically have a focus on, you know, uh, uh what is that movie gosh what was the movie called oh it was with robert de niro uh it was in the late 80s early 90s and it was kind of a uh robert de niro his son basically he became friended with a mob boss and um it was a new york god type of i can't think Uh, of it all i can think of is taxi and it's not that (laughs) definitely not taxi but it was kind of the same (laughs) concept where uh, robert de niro was a, a bus driver in new york city you know honest man, honest living, his son, you know, wanted to do good things, ended up becoming friends with one of the mob bosses. He knew that, you know, uh, Robert De Niro knew that his, uh, the, the guy was a mob boss and didn't want him hanging around. And ah, I can't think of the name of it, but yeah, it, it was kind of same concept. I could definitely go for it, you know, and then you could see it lead into the Batman movie and, you know, type of, um, the the Bruce Wayne that Matt Reeves is trying to do where it's a more detective base and you know not necessarily using brute strength to take down his enemies. When was that movie? Do you remember when it came out? Late eighties, early. Uh, was it a Bronx Tale? I think it was called. Yeah, I, I think, think it was yeah, Bronx, Bronx Tale. Tale. That's what it was. Yep, I could definitely. I could see a show like that based off of Bronx Tale. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, so. I mean, there's definitely things that can be explored um, to add depth and actually give more to the movie. And see, that's where it can be utilized in a good way because you do something like that, it gives depth to the movies. But also, if people don't necessarily watch it, they're not missing out in the movies. You know what I mean? Exactly. I mean people people who watch it would gain more and should be encouraged to watch it, but you're not like you don't have to watch it to watch the movie. So 
you know, there, there's things that they can definitely do. I just hope they don't try and do the same thing and, and you know, same thing over and over again. Yeah. All right. Well, that puts us at a, about an hour mark here. So, no. all right. Yeah. It's a lot to talk about. I didn't think there was going to be that much to talk about, but hey, we got through it. So, yeah, yeah there we go. COVID good. can't stop us. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll see if it'll stop school. Oh,